Connecting the dots. Connecting his guests to the world. Creating more connections. Welcome to The Connection with your host, Jay Morales. Podcasting from the Parkville Studios. So excited here. We are at Sternella for the Blackstone Broadcast Series with my friend, Mike DiGiacomo. Jay, it's good to see you, buddy. Thank, it's, it's glad, we're glad to have you in the hood down here. I, honestly, I'm, I'm excited to be here. So I just, I want to start off by, I want to start off by saying that I'm interviewing you for okay, the very yes. first time. You know what? I did a podcast with you not too long ago out at Voodoo. Oh, my God. That was years ago. That was ago. probably five, six years ago, I think. That was before podcast time. They, we it just was. called it recording them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys and a mic. Exactly. Honestly. And one guy named Mike. No, but Mike DiGiacomo, the, the name DiGiacomo, I know that many of you recognize it, and many of you have met the great family. And um, we met years ago uh, through... Um, Oh my gosh! Uh, well, we met through oh, media, and then I supported uh, Santa Lucia. Yes, for a while. I was a yes. president of that, of that committee, that nonprofit Italian organization, and you guys and uh, your insurance company sponsored us oh for a few gosh. years. We had yes. a great time. That was it was awesome. It was it was a four year run for us, I believe, or yeah. three or four year run. It was and, great, and, and you know that we appreciate. Um, I met so many good people there, but I want to talk about you. Um, let's bring everyone up to speed. So, Mike DiGiacomo. Um, we know that you uh, were on the Morning Blend for how long was your run on the Morning Blend? Uh, we did eight years. Started in April of 2010 and wrapped up uh, in May of uh, 20, 2018, so last year, about a year ago. So I want to ask about that. So eight-year run on TV. I was 10 years on radio, my goodness, and people recognized me. But eight years, do people stop you in stores and stuff? or you know? Yeah, I'd be, well, but I was on TV too. Prior to that, I was a TV reporter yes. at Channel 7. And That's I was, right. I did um, news for, like, I think I was there for seven or eight years. I almost forgot that, honestly. Yeah. And I only t- I took two years off from broadcasting before I started The Blend. So I'd yes. been on TV pretty much for 18 years That's in the market. That's crazy. Yeah. And people do recognize you. Yeah. I mean, and, and Well, the funny thing is people still think that the show, <laughs> The Morning Blend, is on. They I know. Go, hey, I love your show. I don't watch it as much as I used to because I'm working at 9 a.m. or whatever, and I don't have the heart to tell them, well, we got canceled. <laughs> the show's no longer on. So I go, oh, thanks for watching. But I still do some stuff over at KMTV. I do something called the Metro Blend is where we yes. interview guests, and it, those segments run. I go record those, and then those segments run throughout the week uh, in the mornings. And uh, they place them whenever breaks. they can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you're very busy. You're very connected. I hate the word busy, but you are a connected individual. You have many ventures going. I don't want to use the word many. You've got purposeful ventures. Let's bring everyone up to speed. So you're the CEO or the partner of Best Card. Best Card, which is a credit card processing company. Yes. Uh, we provide payment products for bars, restaurants. We focus, we have a lot of medical clinics that we work with across okay. the country, not just locally, but right. Florida, New York, Arizona, California, uh, Georgia. And so, you get to travel because of that? Uh, a little bit. Not, we don't have to too much. Uh, a lot of it's over the phone, and they got this cool technology. Yeah, web conferencing now. Wow, that where you can actually <laughs> appear on someone else's screen. That's and we weird. do. We invested in these cameras. We've got this. We call it a Zoom room. You've heard of Zoom? Yes. And so all of our, it's like we're in person. So we meet with all these people across the country. It's almost live. It's almost, almost live. live. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So uh, best card. We've just celebrated our tenth anniversary. Congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations! And uh, I understand you just picked up Jay Ferris as well. Yes. So he's very connected, and we yeah. and we talked about that offline. Jay is 
he was in the banking industry. He opened a, a lot of uh, credit unions here locally, and he's a very connected individual. So good for you. It's all about people. Um, what's the other ventures for you? Well, um, I play in a band, Groove Puppet. Oh my Would gosh, you I consider like, that a venture? Listen, that's a business. It, it is, is a, a business. business. Yeah. It is a business. Well, and when we were playing a lot, we actually made good money doing it as a part-time job. Absolutely. And plus, you don't have to be spending money at the bar you're making it. That's true. They do. They, they give you some drinks while you're playing. You just can't over-drink. But <laughs> the, does that even... <laughs> we, we, you know, the guys in the band, we've, we've been playing since 2000, and we... Uh, We've all had kids. One of the guys in the band just had his sixth kid in nine years. And so our band schedule has tapered off quite a bit over the last few years. We oh play once a month now. How long have you guys been together? Because you were at Too Fine. Just yeah, we were at Too Fine a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do ago. remember that. Uh, it said some people have shenanigans, some people will drink and beer, and some people will do all. Do Did both. Yeah, yeah, do, do both. Yeah. So that's what we, we try long? to encourage people to have fun. How long for Group Puppet? Since 2000. 18 years, 19 years. That's crazy. It is, yeah. Is it all original members? Or uh, have been some changes? Five of the seven are original. Wow. It, 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 in the, in the mid-2000s, we played every single weekend, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, and that was a great time in my life because I was doing television during the day. Yes. And then, you know, after, the t- after I'd get off the air doing the 6 o'clock news, yeah. I'd run to the gig. Oh my god. And gosh. change and then we'd we'd play till two in the morning and then I'd have to be to work as a news reporter the next day. It was a That's great crazy. time in my life. <laughs> sure. We had a lot of fun. But you know, and here's what's crazy in an entrepreneur like yourself, you you're you're just not the regular um school of business uh, graduated and all you know, although you are educated, you have a lot of connections from your other ventures that have matured. One of the coolest parts about that time in the two thousands when I was a TV reporter and in a band. Uh, I would meet all the decision makers, the policy makers, the law enforcement officials at my gigs. Of course. They'd be out celebrating, partying, listening to music. And And relaxed. And they'd be relaxed. And we'd talk and I'd build up all these relationships. So as a news reporter, I had a lot of connections and it was just... It was a great time in my life. Yeah, but connections, you're right. It's That's a big part of it. Do some people say, hey, uh... Weren't you the guy who played group puppet? You know, you're like, it depends. <laughs> you better sign here first before we do this deal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no met awesome. some great people. Keeps you young, though, Mike. It does. Yeah. Honest, it yeah, does keep sure. you young. So you have a family as well. How many children? Yeah, I've got three kids, seven, nine, and 17. Good. Uh, my gosh. wife is in Chicago, so I've got them all weekend. Okay. Uh, so I'll be. Well, I'll thank be you for being here. Mr. I know Daddy. Huh. Well, I'm sure, I hope you have some fun things planned with we them. We do, yeah. So I want to talk about a, a, another venture, which is um, amazing, because I know you guys worked on it for a while, and I was so happy even just conceiving, because you were one of the first people I heard about Blackstone from. I mm-hmm. didn't even know the name. Yeah. And then Blackstone Social is what you were... Tell me about Blackstone Social, how it came about, and how it connects to your family. I didn't grow up in this neighborhood. I grew up in the Dundee area. understand, yeah. But uh, I've been connected to this area for 43 years. In 1977, my dad bought a 1,000-square-foot building uh, on 39th and Farnham, 3910 Farnham Street. Yes. And that's where he had his hair salon. Right. He did hair hair for 47 years. Not that I remember. I saw the pictures. Yeah, he did hair for 47 years. Wow. And he retired in 2005. And, you know, coming down here as a kid... I went to Central, too. So coming back from Central, on the drive home, I'd stop at my dad's shop. I'd get a haircut. Right. I'd probably lay in the tanning bed for a little bit, whatever it was. (laughs) I did some fake bacon. tanning bed. I did some fake bacon in high school and college, yeah. (laughs) 
And um, so that neighborhood, you know, it, it's gone over a lot of transformations over the years. Because so you saw it almost been, nothing. We've seen it all. I think in the late 70s, it was kind of hopping because you had Mutual Omaha was kind of the main yes. player in this area. Yes. Uh, as UNMC kind of continued to grow. But there was a down period probably, I'd say, mid-90s to yes. mid-2000s. When people There's, were abandoning the economy. Yeah, it was for hard. Sure. People were just not, not upkeep. There was no upkeep, no development. None. Yeah, none. And so there's a lot of properties around this area that just needed a lot of work, uh, needed some people to, to care for them and take care of them. And so my dad retired in 2005. He leased the space out for about another 10 years to some other to another hair salon. And um, they, those girls broke up. They kind of went different directions. And so we had this property, like, you know, what should we do with it? Should we yeah. maybe do something or with it ourselves, or should we just lease it out? And then... And then, a long story long, um, we <laughs> we um, we ended up putting a bar there. It, but that wasn't our first option. We were looking at maybe putting a salon there. We were looking at maybe an Italian deli. So we went through all these options. We looked at, you know, what does the neighborhood need? Right. It needs a nice um, kind of craft cocktail, fun, exciting, vibrant place. Yes. Um, to give the neighborhood some more energy. And so we put Blackstone Social in there in 2016. All the time working on a secret place in the whole mix of things. That was the whole plan. That was the original plan, was to put just a speakeasy in the basement of that building and then, you know, maybe move our credit card processing company up to Upstairs? the main floor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we just started thinking, like, why would we put a credit card processing company in the middle of this hot neighborhood? <laughs> like, what a way to bring it down. Right. So, uh, there's the best card right, right there. Uh, here's the best card, yeah. We'd have some great places to have so, to work to go. So, the speakeasy was the first. Thought. Uh, yes. Not Blackstone Social. Right. The speakeasy. And, uh, you know, we just thought the neighborhood was starting to become alive. And we're like, let's put this little secret bar down there. We had, there's a back alley because the layout's perfect for it. There's a back alley. There's this little rampway that you have to walk down to get to it. And we thought it'd be, we thought it'd be a cool place. Yeah. So when you first, were you approached or was it something that you wanted to do to, um, was it something you approached or something you wanted to seek out? Did, there, did some development company come to you and say, you need no. to look at this? It was all on your accord. Yeah, we did all. Well, see, here's the deal. We, we called our cousin, uh, Chance, who runs our bar. Okay, he lived yes, in Chicago. I, I remember Chance. Yeah. I met him. Yeah, you have. And he, he lived in Chicago with his buddies at the time, and he ran, some, he ran a series of restaurants out there. And he's the only guy, the first guy we thought of, like, if we're going to open a bar, the speakeasy, we want him to come back right. to Omaha and run it. Right. And as we're getting into it and we see the size of the space down the speakeasy, he's like, guys, I'd love to come back and run that little speakeasy, but how about we just make the upstairs a bar, too? Yes. <laughs> right. Because he goes, it's, it's just not worth it for me to come back to this little, th you know, 600-square-foot space and, right. and try to manage this place. It's like, I could do that in my sleep. So he goes, let's, let's put a bar upstairs, too. And we're like, we're in. Let's do it. And that's how and both he bars wanted got started. So because you were in, because he wanted to run it, per yeah. se. And that was our, you know, opening a bar. We, we're not bar people. We don't know how no. to run bars. No. And so the, the fact that, you know, he knows what he's doing, and he wanted to open another bar upstairs, it just gave us a lot of confidence that we feel like we could do it. I mean, to be honest with you, a bar business requires almost an owner-occupied status, but because exactly. you're because he's family yeah. and he was determined, you just trust it. Yeah, we trust him. And uh, he runs a place like uh, he's a social chairman of a fraternity. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, he's going to make a lot of connections. So uh, we want to remind everyone, this segment is brought to you by the B4B Symposium, Making an Impact, November 7th at the Omaha Palazzo. Seven incredible speakers, including a keynote by Paul Jarrett, the CEO of Bulu Box. Seven speakers, food trucks, networking, happy hour. Make sure you get your tickets ASAP. Facebook, keyword, business for business. So we're here with Mike DiGiacomo, a proprietor, a, a entrepreneur, an entertainer, a local celebrity. I mean, and I don't mean that token. Yeah. Mike, you, you spend a lot of your time giving your time. I, I've seen you at so many fundraisers. I've seen you at so many things. Uh, what things are you involved lately outside of your businesses? Like, what are, what are you doing? Well, you know, I'm involved with the Italian community. Absolutely, uh, bro. Surprise. I'm, I know. I'm chairman of the board for the Santa Lucia Festival Committee. Uh, recently, I still MC some events, not as much as I, I did when I was doing the morning blend, uh, but I did uh, Dance for a Chance a couple weeks yes, ago, hosted yes. that event. Uh, so still doing a lot of stuff in the community. That's, that's a big deal, and I think that's what makes you successful because you are kind of the kind of person that just says, you know, yes, but let me ask you, is it hard to say no to things? It is, yeah. My wife told me I had to say no because, I mean, I love doing that stuff, and the, the problem is that you're gone from your family. Oh, so when gosh. you have two or three weekends in a row where you're gone on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, to MC it well, something that's a great cause, you ha- it yes. just catches up with your family a little bit. Like you're gone again, you're gone again, and so you do have to say no once in a while. And and because you are a public figure, um, there's an expectation sometimes of you to, um, hey, let's get Mike DiGiacomo. He's got a great name. He's got a great platform. He has many connections. Let's get him involved. I mean. I'll be honest, I, I know I've sought you out in the past for projects and things of that nature just because of your name. You know, and, and I, believe me, you've got a great reputation. I want to talk about a couple of things that people say all the time, and I want your reaction. Okay. There's nothing to do in Omaha. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I would have thought that 25 years ago. So um, you were there too in your mind? I, I think I, well, I lived in Lincoln for, I went to school down in Lincoln. And, you know, when you're in your early 20s, UNL is a great place to be. You know, no down in doubt. downtown Lincoln with the bars, and now oh. they got the Haymarket. So back in, you know, in those days, I'm like, why would I go to Omaha? Those are, it's, there's a lot of old people up there. And oh these, my these gosh. are people that have jobs in Omaha. I want to hang out with the college kids. Yes. Time. But um, did you I, think you were ever going to leave Omaha? And just be like, see you guys? I never did, because I, no. I have so much family and so yeah, many, yeah, so many roots here that I just never thought about leaving Omaha. That's good. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, Omaha has done just amazing. Look at all these neighborhoods that have popped up, you know, between Midtown Crossing, um, Exarban Village, yes. Blackstone, Benson, Dundee. Oh. There's so many great pockets that have popped up in the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, just the resurge of Dundee and Benson and, you know, the emergence of Midtown and Blackstone and different, I, I think businesses are investing people and, and they are investing. For sure. And you look at this neighborhood, uh, Mutual of Omaha, UNMC is oh, they're the one largest of the payroll. UNMC is the largest payroll in Nebraska. It's incredible what they have down here. So just this neighborhood in general. And I know as we see these scooters zip by, I know a lot of drivers we think they're a pain in the butt. Yes. But I'll tell you what, the kids and, and the young people in, the, in these neighborhoods love them. I, I mean, know. it's keeping people here. And, you know, I get it. They, they can be dangerous, and they're kind of in the way of traffic once in a while. Walking can be dangerous, bro. <laughs> You're right. It's serious. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, being on a bike or whatever, or being in a car. I do want to talk about that. That was one of my things, the Lime Scooters, right? I, yeah. I was in San Diego just recently at a real estate conference, and we're talking two, 300 concentrated in an area. And 
I think it is good for mobility. I think it's good. Yeah, there's a risk, man, but there's a risk walking down the street in high heels, yeah. which I do sometimes. But um, <laughs> what what's some things that you would think that this city might need to em- deploy to make Blackstone or, or pockets in the city like this grow even more? And just, what do you think? Well, you know, there's still a lot of talk about that rail car. Um, project that was going to go from downtown up to UNMC right. and possibly to UNO. Right. I think that'd be great for down. I know people in West Omaha say, that doesn't affect me. You know, we don't need that thing. But I think something like that in the neighborhood would be great. I think it, it would help attract and, and maintain a lot of young professionals. Um, transportation down here would be a lot easier. And I think investments like that in the, in the inner core specifically, if you invest in the inner core of your city, yeah. the whole city is going to benefit from that. And that's what I think we're missing I think they're starting to have the conversations and they're talking about it. I, but what's most important to me is that um, we're including everybody, yeah. right? And uh, uh, North Omaha development, I, I want that to thrive. Yes. I, I almost want there to be no more Omahas. I just want it to be one big Omaha, not a South O, not a North O, just a big Omaha. But conversations are being had, you know, traditions are being busted, which is good, and I think there is funding that people are starting to find and people are getting involved. Um, so back to the scooters, or yeah. back to the scooters real quick. To me, what do you think besides it being, we just saw a guy riding down the street. Did yeah. you see that with I two? See, yeah. <laughs> what do you think that, is it a novelty or is it a necessity? I don't think it's a necessity, but I think it, it sure does enhance the neighborhood down here. Because when you talk about transportation, there are some gaps from businesses in this area. To, to get to Midtown Crossing, to get to downtown Omaha, uh, to get to some of these other pockets, it sure does make it easier. And, you know, Uber's a great answer to that. But when you're going yeah. three or four blocks, it's not right. worth it to grab an Uber. Right. I just think it helps people get around a little bit more. And, and like I said, keep these kids in Omaha and make this city exciting and vibrant. Here's what's the cool part. People don't know about this, and I really read about this, that, do you know what juicers are? Juicers? They're called juicers. No. So the Lime, uh, the Lime program or the Lime scooters have these people called juicers where they actually get paid to stand them up and bring them back oh, yeah, and okay. charge. The, That's a big the deal. The people that take care of those. Yes, yeah. I never thought of it. And you can be anybody as long as you have the app and they approve you to be a juicer and you put them back and however maintain them, you get paid for that. Yeah. And and that's a great thing. Some people, you know, 150 bucks, you know, 200 bucks a, a week just mm-hmm. for supplemental income. I never knew that part of it. I was yeah. like, who's going to maintain these? And this is going to cost the city. I think it's making um, enhancements in short transportation. I think it's novelty. I see them around CenturyLink. I see them around here. I, I think it's time to you know, get modernized. Let's talk well, about... Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Well, I was just going to say, they're in other cities and they've been successful in other cities. Yes. Omaha's not reinventing the wheel. Right. Uh, they've been proven successful. Uh, and so I think just keeping them, you know, staying on top. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, I think it's a trial period, but I think it's working out. What about this? Um, and I don't need an educated guess. I just want your opinion on the streetcar dream here. Streetcar? I like it. Yeah, I think okay. it's a great idea. So tell me, uh, do you, I mean, I don't know, even know where it's going to run through or how it's going to go, but um, other towns like Chicago, San Francisco. Yeah. Well, Kansas you know, City added a big line. Yes. And that has really, um, the development along the, the, the rail line where they've added that has, it's like, I don't know, $3 billion in improvements in those neighborhoods. 
Remember, we're only like a 1.2 million population in greater surrounding. We're not Chicago. We're not San Francisco, where it's like 8 million people around the block. Um, do you think because of our density that it, it is a challenge or our population is a challenge to reinvest in neighborhoods like the bigger cities do? Not if you have the private donations. And from what I understand, a lot of the private sector is yeah. helping pay for this stuff. So really, the city of Omaha is just responsible for the upkeep and maintenance. Um, from what I understand, it sounds like a lot of the money's there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, um, last few minutes, I want to talk about the speakeasy, and this is why I want to talk about your speakeasy. It's so mysterious, right? Osteria Segreto. Yeah, Osteria. Osteria. Oh, see, look at look Osteria Segreto. Osteria Segreto. And what does that stand for? It stands for? Hidden Tavern. Hidden Tavern. There's a mystery about it, right? There's enough people say, oh, I've never been there. I want to check it out. Oh, Michelle Kaiser's here from the Omaha Bakery. That's awesome. So um, tell me why someone who's never been there should at least experience it. Tom Simmons from Better Homes and Gardens. That's awesome. He's a broker for Better Homes and Gardens, and we work with him, and he's awesome. No, I'm good. Thanks, Tom. So let's talk about, uh, uh, let's talk about that. Tell me. Well, I've never visited before. I want to go. You haven't been down there? No, of course I did. Oh, I'm talking okay. about as an avatar oh, that's never okay. been there. I've been down there many times. Bro. Okay. Well, we came up with the concept because our grandfather, my nanu, had a bar down on 10th Street across from the Burlington Station from oh. uh, nine, the, the mid-1940s to the early 1970s. And as the, uh, as the soldiers were going off to war and coming back from the war primarily, Man. they'd stop into his place because they'd exchanged... They'd have to jump onto a different train down at the Burlington. They'd run across the street. My nana would make them a meatball sandwich. They'd grab yeah. a bottle of booze on the way out the door, have, yes. have one cocktail there. They'd go back and get on the train oh. and head back out to, to go back home. Right. And so that bar down there was very special. And so uh, Osteria Segreto is kind of a tribute to our nana and our nanu um, for the you know, 30, 40 years yes. that they spent in the bars. and and entertaining people and providing fun and a, a fun place for people to go and so if you go down there you can see the pictures on the wall it's kind of a tribute I've to the whole family it, yeah. right i mean there's a lot of heritage down there and there's a lot of um uh, history and what's cool is uh, our, those are all authentic photos right yeah that's all our family that's crazy and you tell know, me an interesting fact tell about me an interesting fact about just a family you were. Well, my, this bar that I'm telling you about, it was called The Depot, Joe's Depot down on 10th Street. And the, the, basement, the, the, the basement was a dirt floor. Oh, and uh, my, my nanu had a parrot in the bar. Yeah. And the parrot would talk to people as it would come in all the time, right? But it would speak Italian. <laughs> Italian well, parrot. Anyway, so this parrot was like, everybody remembers this parrot. So old timers will come up to me and they'll say, hey, Giacomo, was your... Uh, Nanu, the guy that had the bar on 10th Street. I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, I remember the parrot. The parrot. That's why we'd go. The parrot was always there. That's crazy. Well, uh, the parrot died oh, eventually. Oh, well, yes, of course. And so they buried the parrot in the dirt floor in the basement of that bar. Yeah. <laughs> and so they recently renovated that bar about five or six years ago, and they dug out the basement floor about six or ten feet to lower the basement yeah. so they get people down there. They did not find the parrot, Jay. Oh my gosh, that's a mystery. <laughs> Were you worried that's I was going to say they're going to find the parrot? That's a huge mystery right there. No, so, so. Um, so now, having a speakeasy, 
and having access. It's for everyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, there is some secrecy to in. it. It's kind of cool. There is. And on the menu, you can read a little story about it. So you have to come down and read the menu on the inside of there. But it's a fun little place to get away. You know, it's not going to get too busy down there. You can talk to people. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be. Uh, Hustle and bustle. Crazy. Yeah, it's a great place to take a date. It's a great place to take some family, your parents, whatever. And you can you can have a locker. You can lease a locker down yeah, there, there. Yes, we have cabinets down there, and you can you can um, have an annual cabinet lease. And yes, you can put your own booze in there. Yes, yeah. and and you can entertain clients. I yeah. would say my endorsement says it's a great place to bring clients. It's a great place to bring you know a date or a few friends, and I just love the feel. I love the authenticity. Of uh, Osteria, 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 Osteria Segreto. Yeah, you got okay, it. Okay, man, I'm gonna get it. You right. got it. Hey. So, um, Mike, one more last ask: Why should people check out the Blackstone District? I love it. Um, the neighborhood because it's so authentic. It's not a manufactured right neighborhood. Right. You All can these see, buildings. I mean, look across the street, Dundee Bank, right there. Yeah, the full bank. of brick. The old natural kind cafe is the Dundee Bank. You, do, you, do you ever yeah, go to yeah, that restaurant? I I never. I'll say. I never went, but I always drove by, and yeah. it was one You always of wondered what that place was. Yes. Yeah. It was yes. really different. There was no other food in Omaha like it at that time, but uh, it, the whole neighborhood is just all authentic, and really, it's all small business owners. They're local businesses. Yes. Um, a lot of people that own the businesses are just, like, you take Coneflower, for existence. Do you Absolutely. see the line that stretches two and a half blocks long on a Friday or 20 Saturday 20 to 30 minutes at least, but you know what? It is worth the wait. It's and fantastic. He's Brian, such a great business owner, Brian. Brian. He, they're, they're great. And um, it's just the, his concept. He put it on paper, and he opened it, and it's just a small business. But it, what what is amazing is the volume that he cranks out of there and the number of people that know about Coneflower. We're going to talk to two people locally here, one that lives here in this area and has a business here as well, and then another person that just frequents here, they're end users, mm-hmm. like customers. I want their take because it's easy to be a business owner and say, hey, you should come down. I want to get their take on what, you know, the depth or what, what, they, what they perceive this place to be. So, uh, Mike, I appreciate you um, so much. I, I'm grateful that you took time. I'm a fan of all your businesses, a fan of your family, a fan of all the things that you do. Um, man, Blackstone Social, we're working on something with you guys on the fourth week of this series. Yeah, yeah. Let's, kind of secretive Let's right connect. Now. Yeah, we'll connect on Absolutely. it and iron out some of the details. Yes, and uh, I know that uh, a locker may be in, in <laughs> order there. Be. Yes, he said it, it could be. be. <laughs> with, with, uh, with, with some great Italian liqueur in there, right? For sure, a little limoncello. Well, we want to say thank you so much to Mike DiGiacomo for being on the connection today. Sternella, again, we're here located in the History Blackstone District. Sternella is a hybrid bistro and gastropub that serves refined comfort food with global influences. Thank you again for being on The Connection, Michael Giacomo. And we'll be here for a four-part series with the Blackstone Social Broadcast. My name is Jay Morales. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>